Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We're back, live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez, 670 The Score, taking your calls. Getting comfy here inside The Score Studios. And that's where I'm broadcasting live from The Score. Hyundai Studios brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. It is a Plumbers 911 Football Monday, and it kicks off with me. I'm going to be hanging out with you guys till 5 a.m. Dustin Rhodes taking over after that at 5 with the pregame show. And then Mully and Haw, two great guests for you. Olin Krutz at 7, DJ Moore at 8 o'clock. And then it continues, Bernstein and Holmes, Anthony Heron, Dan Weeder, Mark Schlereth at 11, 12, and 1 p.m. respectively. Mark Schlereth with a call yesterday, so that'll be a great conversation to pick his brain as to what he saw. And then Parkins and Spiegel. Three great guests again, 2.40 p.m. Kurt Warner, that's his weekly spot. He'll join the fellas. Then Mark Grody hangs out at 4. And then Jalen Johnson. Man, I really wanted him to get those interceptions. Because I want him to be a bear. And I, don't want there, I don't want there to be an excuse. Olin Krutz said something really cool on the post game, And he said he felt really bad for Jalen Johnson. He understands how much preparation he put into the game, that the prep that he put in allowed him to be in those positions. He said, but he felt bad because he also knows as a player, you got to make those plays. Like if you want to get paid like a first, you know, top tier cornerback, you got to make those interceptions. You want to be viewed as such, like you have to make those plays. And But you feel bad that he didn't come down with it because you know he's capable. It's just unfortunate that he didn't come down with it. Yeah, it's like a game that game changing could have been like 97-yard pick six. Yeah. 17-7 could have been at the half. Yeah, and even the first one. I mean, it was just the pick six. No, that would have made it 14-7 because it was 7-7. Or no, what was it at that point? I think it was 10-7. Then Detroit 10-7? scored to make it 14-10 at the half. Oh, is that what it was? Oh. Yeah, I think so. I broke my heart. All right, let's go back Mine out too. to the phone lines. 3-1-2. 644-67-67. Bears lose to the Detroit Lions 31-26, and we're taking your phone calls. Let's go out to Jerry out in Hammond, Indiana. So, Jerry, when you look at this game, you see Justin Fields, 23 attempts, just 169 yards, no interceptions, threw himself a touchdown, a beautiful strike to, to DJ Moore after missing him on the first one, I want to be honest. And then, uh, But what did, you, what did you think about Fields' performance today? So, Okay, thanks for taking my call. Listen, I like Justin Fields' performance today. Um, you know, like, it's reminiscent of a, a little bit of a rookie, Kyle Orton. You know, you, you, you want to just 160 yards as long as you're moving the chains and, and you're getting these long, uh, uh, long drives and, and you're dragging the clock. You know, I'm cool with that. And plus, he can run. Um, and, and, and I think, you know what, I, I think the Bears should stick with it. It was a tough loss today. 
and, and we can criticize the defense, but the defense had three uh, turnovers, three interceptions. Great game by Tariq Stevenson, by the way. Uh, but I think it's in the Bears' best interest. We stick with Justin Fields. He's a tough young man. We know what we're getting with him. I'm tired of this rookie quarterback curve. Oh, wait on him. He's got to learn. No, I don't, I don't want to do that no more. Pay that young man. I think he's good enough. Four years, whatever. Um, and you know what? And we could draft around him. We, we trade that first-round pick for a King's Ransom, all right? And, 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 and we get these good guys inside. I believe in building inside out. Marvin Harrison Jr., you know what? Great. Let's get him. You know what? Uh, Justin can throw the deep ball. You know, we'll stick with him. Give him four years. You know, and we could be competitive. And, and, and we were competitive today on the road with the Detroit Lions. We should have won that game. But you know, we had uh, Matt Eber lose. You know, he he, he just whatever. And he's earned a shot to uh, audition for the uh, defensive coordinator if he wants next year. But I, I'm tired of these rookie quarterbacks. I say stick with Justin. Trade the number one pick. Build around him. I think we'll be competitive. And, and, and if all else fails, I really believe Tyson Bajan's arm will develop to be stop stronger. It. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. You had a really good no 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 you had a really good you had a really good minute and a half going there. Just stick with that first stick with that first minute and a half. I I I don't want to hear you out. I want to stick with the first minute and a half. That was really good. Let's live there and I have a good follow up for you. Who do you want coaching the team then? No, 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 no. Just follow me. who do you want coaching the team if we make all those first minute and a half adjustments that you like? Man, to be honest with you, Gabe, I, I would have no clue. It's just that <laughs> it, it's just it's somebody that can win the locker room. People talk that they want, like, an offensive-minded court, uh, coach, but we need someone that can win the locker room, you know? That's like, Trustman was this offensive guru, and, and nobody respected him. So it's like it's it's a fine line, you know? But, but Justin is a tough kid, and I think he can, like, I just think that he's what we need. You know, Soldier Field, like, we're gonna, the Bears going to be playing it for the next, what, four years at mm-hmm. least? Mm-hmm. It, gets, it gets windy. Uh, you can't throw the ball all the time. We need a good, strong, listen, we could draft these strong uh, uh, linemen. And, and we got, our line looks pretty good when they're healthy. It's too bad that Lucas Patrick got laid out like that on that. Like, I think it was an interception. Uh, uh, and Feeney, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, it's just like we draft these tough guys. We'll be all right, man. It, it, it just, I just want to stick with Justin. Um, and, and I know you don't want to hear it, but I just like Tyson's a good number two. And but we can be competitive right now with Justin. I, if we, I just if we give up on him, man. Can you imagine like having to deal with another rookie? Like Caleb Williams is like trash to me. I've been watching the last four weeks. Like goodness gracious, you know. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, man. Thanks for the call, Jerry. I tried to get, I tried to save you. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm doing here. Well, like I said, this is, we're all friends talking right here. So, yeah, really good points. When you say Tyson Bajan could develop an arm, and like he could be like, no, bro, I don't want. I'm not talking about Tyson Bajan. Not not talking about second string quarterbacks for this team, especially not at the game like today. It's either like I said, the the, the future of the Bears is either Justin or a new quarterback, right? Um, but anyway, I'm going to save you from that. The, but you, the best thing that you did say was that the bears need a, a coach that can win the locker room. Win it outright. Win it where, you know, guys want to run through a wall for you. Cause that's what you need. Cause that's what builds the camaraderie. That's what makes you play better for the man that's next to you. And 
you can you can say, oh, I don't like culture, I don't like what it is, but you look at the Detroit Lions, and I mean, they're playing like a team. T-E-A-M, all four quarters, ready to go. Never feel like they're out of it. Those kinds of things. Winning, winner's mentality. And that's what the Bears need. The Bears need a coach that can instill a winning mentality. Because, unfortunately for Iberflus, to have had the first year that he had, it's hard to try to establish a winning mentality or to get you guys to buy into it. And then year two, when you're losing games the way that you are, specifically this last one, uh, it is hard, again, to to have your team believing in everything that's happening in the building. What do you think the percentages of the locker room being in and out on Eberflus? Oh, that's a good one. I think it's less than 20. In or out? Less than 20 out. Yeah, hey, the majority of them are in. Okay. Yeah, 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 majority of them are in. They're not out on Eberflus, right? They're just like, damn, we're, you know, we suck, but, you know, we're close or like we're doing everything we're trying. You know what I'm saying? Do you think it needs to be at 100 for him to consider being keeping his job for next season? No, I don't think it matters. I don't think I don't, I don't think the play, like the players could, you know, obviously that's going to influence a decision, but the players could be 20% out just like they are right now and he'll still be fired at the end. Of, you know what I mean? Like I don't think it's their decision. I don't think it's a it matters about whether the players are in or out. I think I likened it to the to David Ross and the Cubs over the weekend on Bears Unleashed on Fox 32. A TV show I do on Fridays and Saturday nights. And I said, you know, sometimes you know, you, you you look at David Ross and you're like, you're solid. But if I want to take this team to the next level, I need somebody better. And there's no shade. It's just I just need somebody better. And I think when you're looking at this Bears team, the reason why you allow Iberflus to come in anyway is because he's a rookie coach and you know the team sucks. So the expectations are low. Fine. You want to get your feet wet? It happens to coaches all the time. Here, take over the team. You want This is going to be your, probably your one and only opportunity to be a head coach. Probably not going to be successful, but hey, bro, go ahead. Take a shot at it. And that's what they did. And now that the roster is fixed a little bit and that they're seemingly headed in the right direction, well, now you get the next quarterback or the next coach, right? And I think that's that's okay. That's why you didn't go get maybe like a Jim Caldwell to from the Lions, who was one of the three people that were left over in that last room. Who was the third one? Do you remember? Yeah, I was actually just going to ask you that. Would you have preferred Dan Quinn over no, 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 no. Eberflus? No, no, no. In the, in the present, everything's whatever it is it's supposed to be, right? Like, I'm, no going I'm back. I'm cool with it. Yeah, give me a – I like that he can handle the defense. You know, I think the mistake he made was bringing in Luke Getze. Right. To me, that's the mistake that Eberflus made. Who, who, you brought is there that, someone else that you would have rather? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not privy to you know all the potential guys that could have been good or whatever, but anyone that gets their accolades by being the quarterback coach of one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, like that don't sound right to me. You know what I mean? Like I, I actually like we probably the like you right. Think about your job or wherever you work. And there's someone that, that probably got a raise or a promotion or something like that, and they suck, right? But they came in from, like, a bigger company. Like, oh, he was the assistant to the GM at Big Company X, and now he's going to come here and be the local area manager. So we can't wait to get all of his ideas. And he sucks. And you forget that the company he was working for was amazing by themselves, not because of him. And that's what I think about Lugetsi, where it's like, Oh my God, we got Aaron Rodgers quarterback coach. It's not like that guy's the one that's responsible for Aaron Rodgers. So I think that was the mistake. I think he should have gotten 
instead of going out on a limb and trying to get trying to pray that you found the next offensive minded guru, right? I think you should have as a as a first year head coach, you should have went and got someone that had a little bit more experience. That's just my opinion. 312-644-6767 taking your phone calls. It's a plumber plumber's 911 football Monday here on 670 the score. I am Gabe Ramirez hanging out with you till five o'clock. Uh, and let's keep the convo going. Let's go out to Marvin on the South side. Marvin, what up, man? Uh, talk to me about uh, your thoughts on Justin Fields. Well, two weeks ago, you said you were out on him. I am. I told your, I told your producer, I would build around him. Now I'm at this point, even though he had a great game today, I would probably say he needs a change of venue. He just needs to go somewhere else. Wait, 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 wait. Marvin, hold on. He needs a change of venue or the Bears need a, need a change of quarterback? Okay. <laughs> Which well, one is that? Well, both, but okay. he needs to go somewhere else. Yeah. I don't think it's going to get any better. I said they should build around him with all the two top first-round picks, but I know they're not going to do that. And as I told your producer, with the two top five picks, they'll probably draft Williams or, or May. And then we're starting over again because they're not going to be super the first the first year. But so you're still going to have you're still going to have Justin though. You'll still have Justin. You you, you would, but I believe they're going to trade him. Mm. And I read an article about Martellus Bennett. Okay, I think it's Marcellus Martellus. Mar- They're brothers. They're brothers. The mm-hmm. Yeah, Martellus. And he said the Bears are stuck in the past. Mm. Tell me, more. Tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. Selling 1985 and still prancing around Otis Wilson and <laughs> Dan Hampton and all the stars from 85. And, hell, I was at the Super Bowl in 07. Oh, wow. So, but, oh, my God. When we still think we're going to pound the ball. We're going to run it to death. And the, the, the franchise has never had a 4,000-yard passer. When last week, Getsy allow Bajan to throw the ball 43 times, if I'm not mm. mistaken. Mm. And today, he only lets Fields throw the ball 23 times. It's like they're afraid. Even on the after-the-game show with Alex Brown and Lance Briggs, they were saying, let the man, and, and Coach Juan said, let him win the game. Why did they go so conservative? If, if you want to see what this man is really about, let him go win the game. Fourth and one. Oh, let's not go for it. Let's kick the field goal. Third and one, last I checked last week, week before last, what do they have to lose? They're not going to the playoffs. So what do they have to lose? I mean, is Eberflus just trying to save his job? Yeah, it it was definitely confusing in in the fourth quarter. I think a lot of people were that. Just because, and I talked about this earlier, Marvin, where I was talking about the identity of the Chicago Bears, right? Like, we want the identity to be of of a team that can impose their will on the opponents, right? Where it's fourth and one and, and we're up two scores and we're like, bro, we're about to put the nail in this coffin right now. Instead of let's go ahead and kick this field goal and not, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and not give my offense a confidence boost to let them know, like we are the alpha in this situation. And I think that was the big issue is about your identity. And this was one where, and I also talked about, you know, the Bears just not knowing how to win, right? They, they they have been losers for the last two years. So when they get in this situation, they haven't really been in this this that predicament too often. So they don't know how to operate. Ibraflus hasn't had a lot of games where he's had to call 
being in the lead in the fourth quarter, right? And so, you know, he gets to learn, but we, we all can pinpoint that it was just the wrong decision, especially like you said, Absolutely. to your point, with nothing to lose. Nothing, nothing to, lose. to lose. There's nothing to lose. I, I laughed at Dan Campbell. I believe that's Detroit's coach's name. Yeah, 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 a yeah. couple years ago when he said, we want to chew their knees off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I laughed at that. I was like, what's wrong with this man? That's, that's some clown stuff. No, but what he wants his team to do is get in there and fight. And in a sense, that shows I have confidence in you all. And I'm sorry, you got a quarterback 6'3", 230, and you don't feel like you can get one yard or two <laughs> yards on right, third right, or right. fourth down. That's a lack of confidence. And I think he's in over his head. I, I just It's time for a regime change also. Yeah. And, and I'm one of those people It feels go somewhere else. I said it the last time I spoke with you. Why can't they just coach Fields if that's the case? Like John Harbaugh coaches um, Lamar Jackson. I mean, Olin Jim Harbaugh, said yeah. it earlier today. He was like, the confidence is this. Hey, how about this? Do you feel like you can make the play, Justin? You feel like you can get this? Well, what play do you want to run? Oh, I know what you're – wait, 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 Marvin, wait. I know what you're talking about. The clip I – wa- I watched this clip this weekend, and I referenced it on my radio show. Where, where, or, where I actually tweeted it out where Jim Harbaugh goes – he goes, Lamar, Lamar, do you want to go for it? You want to go for it? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, all right, let's go. And I was like – and, I, and I, I tweeted it out, and I said, Luke Getze would never – <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Never do that. Olin Cruz said that earlier. He uh, was like, "Why doesn't? Why don't they just go to fields and say, hey, 'Hey, I'm going to give you the ball. Do you want to go for it or not?' Yeah. You do you think you can make it? Because he doesn't love Justin Fields. That's why. That's the but real if this reason. This is your guy. And, and I'm and I'm sick of people saying even Ryan. Well, maybe Poles doesn't say it, but other people say they want to have their guy. Last I checked. Everybody on the team is your guy. Mm. They're football players. So if, if you're going to say this is your guy, go go draft your own guy. Well, Eberflus is your guy, and he hasn't been very good. He, he's not a good speaker. Uh, Dan Bernstein says that all the time. This man can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> he, it's, 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 it's utterly ridiculous. I mean, and I don't know the gentleman. So all I can go by is what I see on television and in press conferences. He's mumbling gibberish and things of that nature. It's it's like all over the place, and it just doesn't make sense. And if Justin's not the guy, let him play out the string. Get a second or third round draft pick for him if that's what you feel like you can get, or if you can flee someone for a first round draft pick, which I doubt. Do that. Draft Caleb Williams, and then I'll call you back in two years and find out <laughs> have we made any advances then? Because at Marvin Harrison and Caleb Williams, as you said earlier, they're not going to change the face of this team. They're not. That's there are true. too many holes everywhere else. Yeah. That's why I said to you two weeks ago, trade down, let somebody else get the pick, but then you got to live and die with Fields. Yeah, that's what that's the, definitely the position that the Bears are in right now, Marvin. I appreciate the call, man. I love talking to you every week, man. So uh, I'll be here uh, next Tuesday. That's my next overnight. Bears play Monday night football against the the Vikings, and I, so I'm doing Tuesday morning for the Bears. That's going to be interesting.
Uh, let's go back out to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 to score on a Plumbers 911 football Monday. Love the calls that we're getting here, man. Uh, let's go to Sean out in Madison, Wisconsin. All right, so so talk to you about Justin Fields, man. I mean, he had a decent game. A lot of people are, you know, still on the fence about him. Where are you? Gabe. Um, first of all, I love you. I talked to your producer. I was trying to do a bit, but I love you with, uh, you know, Moby Ditka, and I love you with Big Ant. But I actually agree with Marvin, man. Like, to to go into this thing and, uh, like, have faith in your guy, Justin Fields. I just want to see somebody have faith in him. You know, just do it and uh, have a strong defense. Like, take your early picks that we're going to get this next year and build a monster around him. I just don't feel like he's ever had somebody that's had faith in him. You know, like the, the, last, two, the last two field goals, man. Like, come on, man. I saw a third down and a run. Okay, fine. You know, we've done that before, but a third down and a run. And then later on when we needed to win the game, there was a third down and a toss, a long, long toss to the fellow that fumbled earlier, you know. Yeah. And why wasn't that play called for Darnell Mooney? Why was that play not called for, uh, you know, more? Give me a break. And um, when uh, Bajan, like, I don't want him to be, but I feel real comfortable with him as a backup, but – when Bajan was out there, man, he took Comet uh, as a as a relief valve. But I, you know, even though Comet uh, got some uh, catches today, I didn't see that really. I didn't feel like you know it's like look, 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 and then poof, you know, Comet, that kind of thing. That to- that last toss on that third down, way, way out there, um, it disappointed the hell out of me. And I've seen, and I love like so. It's fucking Danny Parks. Excuse me, Danny Parkins wants to gamble and go for things. Uh, that was that kind of play. But the smart play often is go 10 to 15 underneath on a third down. And that's what I was looking for there. And they took that shot. Oh, that was close. Sean, I know you. And I appreciate the apology, brother. My uh, One of my radio mentors always told me that if somebody curses on the radio, it means that they feel very comfortable. That's that's how I feel right now. Uh, we're going to take a break, um, but I want to take your phone calls on the other side. Again, I, I, I know we're talking about the future of the Bears a lot, but I'm curious about this game in particular. When it comes to this game and this game only, like who are you laying the blame on? Because some people aren't laying it on Lugetsi. Some people are just placing it on the defense. Some people are placing it on the inability of Justin Fields to you know, be able to put the team in field goal position in those 30 seconds. The fact that he fumbled in the first play. But I'm curious who you think that is. Who, who, who takes the blame for you in this loss? 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday. Your call's next here on 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And uh, again, there was, I, I you know, accentuated the positives with those guys because there was a lot of good football. Justin Fields came back you know, from injury, thought he played really well, ran the ball nice. Um, I thought when he did scramble, um, he avoided sacks, um, you know, most of the time. And I know we had two. And he did a really good job of, of looking downfield, hitting some side pockets, hitting some things down the field. And I think that's growth um, there with him. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Bears lose to the Detroit Lions, 31-26. That was Coach Eberflus talking about Justin Fields and his growth. Didn't say he had a good game. Said that he saw growth. Said that he avoided some sacks. Said that he, you know, he played all right. All right. But not necessarily a good game from Justin Fields. I, I, I think it was a, in the spectrum of Justin Fields' games, I'd say this was a good one. Remember how we did a couple weeks ago? What do you grade Tyson Bajan's performance against the Saints? Yeah. What did what what was your grade of Justin Fields' comeback performance today against the Detroit Lions? That's a good question. You got to take into consideration the running. A hundred yards rushing for a quarterback is insane. You have to let's say solid B. Solid B. That's the same grade I had too. Could be a B plus, you know, upper 80s, you know what I'm saying? Maybe like an 86.5. Does the last second fumble hinder no, your grade? No, 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 no. I mean, it factors into it, right? I think, I think more so the loss, right? The loss, that factors into the grade. I think, you know, being 5 for 13 on third downs, that factors into the grade. I think missing DJ Moore... You know, while you're taking the shot to Tyler Scott, missing DJ Moore for the first down, that factors into the grade. I think missing DJ Moore the first time for the tutty factors in. Just, but again, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I said a lot of things, but that's all. That's the only thing that takes it from, remember, I still said an 86.5. It's damn near a B plus. 
87 would be, I mean, you could argue an 87. But it's not A. He didn't have an A game, right? You wouldn't call it an A game. I would hope not because then that this that would mean that this is the game that I'm hoping for every week, right? Because you, you hope for an A game. And this can't be what I'm hoping for every week. <laughs> I need 250. I need 250. I need 27 attempts. I need 250. And I need 48 yards rushing. It was a good game, but you're left hoping for more. Yeah. I still say B, B is a good game, right? It's not. Oh, without question. It's B's not hateable for sure. No, 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 no. I think Again, it's just. On the spectrum of Justin Fields' games, this certainly is a little bit more towards the top. But, you know, let's go out to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Let's go uh, to Bill from the southeast side. And let's take him. We got a couple lines open, man. So taking your phone calls too. Uh, taking your thoughts on the Bears. Bill, what's going on? Hey, Gabe. I love your uh, your passion and all that. Um, I want to make a few blanket comments about the Bears. Okay. Um, not only do I listen to the score, but I also am a huge fan of Ed Obradovich and Dan Hampton on your uh, your competitor, WGN. I've been listening to them for years. And uh, they're up in arms about all this dancing, number one. I'm going to touch on the dancing. How, how dare Justin uh, dance when he's 6-26 uh, and 26 as a starter and the team is 3-8? and eight. I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, George Hallis, George Allen, and Mike Ditka would have blown those guys out the next day, for God's sake. Remember how... Ditka handled the Ricky Watts situation. He he couldn't wait to get him out the door. Okay, uh, next take. I, I feel Justin F- Fields is damaged goods. I think the perennial losing has um, uh, damaged the young man, and uh, I think he does need a change of scenery. Um, okay, that's two two takes. Okay, now regarding today's game. I do feel the the biggest problems with number 58, uh, Eddie Jackson making $14 million a year. Let me quote Doug Buffon. He couldn't play dead. And uh, number 33, um, Justin, he's been spouting off, or uh, Jalen, he's been spouting off, you know, that he's the best corner in the league, but he can't catch. You know, so he's not the best corner in the league. Uh, also, Chicago media, I feel, coddle Justin Fields too much. I've only heard two national broadcasters criticize him. Number one would be Chris Canty on ESPN Morning Show and uh, LaShawn McCoy on that show Speak on Fox. Uh, you know, they, they cited his losing and losing um, other than that, I've, everyone else, you know, seems to give him a pass. Uh, also, real quick, as far as Getsy, you know, he runs Justin Fields a lot, but why does he run him to the short side of the field? You know, they're on the left hash mark and they're running left. You know, it doesn't make any sense. You know, run him to the other side and give him more room. Yeah, Bill, anyway, I think those you... are a few takes of mine. Yeah, what I appreciate you... it, Bill. Thanks what... for thanks for the call. I got I got took took my notes. I want to make sure I address all of them individually. I'm going to save the dancing for the end, though, because I think that's an important one to to to. to like a important space to live in. 
A change of scenery for Fields. <sighs> Again, I talked about this where, you know, Chicago media or Chicago fan base, we we hold guys up to a certain standard. Then we, when they don't achieve that level of success, we knock them down and they have a chip on their shoulder. So, I mean, yeah, of course, I'm sure he'd love to leave here, right? He hasn't had the best start to his NFL career. But I do think that, you know, he ain't going nowhere. So I think he's going to be a bear. I don't think he's going to. Eddie Jackson making money. I mean, you got to pay people. You know what I mean? And Eddie Jackson was playing at a high level when he got his got his check. So, I mean, you can't, can't hate the guy for that. Jalen Johnson, of course, it sucks. He didn't catch the passes. But for him to say that he's one of the best cornerbacks in the league, he's not lying. He is. He just unfortunately couldn't catch the ball, right? And that was, that's been a knock on him for his career. And but, but let's not forget, that's why defensive backs play defensive back. Because they're not great receivers, right? Like, that's the, that's the reason. So it's unfortunate he didn't come up with those, but it doesn't take away from his talent. That's what I want to be clear for. Uh, Luke Getze running him to the short side of the field. Well, it's... it's Luke Getze loves to play mind games, as we, we've learned, right? It's like, oh, the Minnesota Vikings? Oh, you think you're going to blitz us? Guess what? First play of the game, going five wide, baby. <laughs> I'm playing a mental game against you. Little does he know it's just against himself. But running up to the short side of the field is just deception, right? Visual deception. You have a running back back there. The assumption is that they're running strong side with the running back, and then you take the quarterback you know, and, and run them to the short side. It's just, yeah, just deception. All right, let me live in the dancing space. Because Marvin and I tried to talk about this for a little bit, but we didn't get it. We didn't live there for too long. Bro, if you want to, like, sometimes you have to look in the mirror, right, and self-assess. And I think those that are saying, like, how could Justin Fields be dancing in that moment I didn't hear anybody complaining about Tyson Bagent when he was getting all hyped up getting those first downs. Nobody was calling up this station saying that. Oh, I can't believe Tyson Bagent is getting worked up and throwing his hands and pumping his fist and throwing the first down signal after he gets that. I didn't hear nobody saying that. I didn't hear who well, whoever the hell it is on whatever station saying complaining about Tyson Bagent doing that. So we're complaining about Justin Fields dancing? Get a kid a break. He's had a tough career. He feels like he's about to win this game. He didn't lose it, right? I'm talking about the defense. He didn't give up the two touchdowns back-to-back at the end of the fourth quarter. So now we're knocking the kid for getting a first down in the fourth quarter when he's up 12 or whatever it is? It's foolish. It's foolish. You got to look in the mirror and be like, what the hell? Why am I so mad about this guy dancing? Like, what are you really upset about? Because he's dancing and, and 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 you want him you want to transport Justin Fields to 1980 and be like oh they didn't do that in 1980 yeah they didn't you're right but they but they do do it now it's not just Justin Fields it's the damn whole NFL you literally go get an interception and you run to the camera in the end zone and you do a dance and you 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 have choreographed dance it was like what are we talking about. You don't want justice. That sounds so, like, there's so many other things that you could be complaining about. So many other things. Literally, so many other things. So I'm not here for the, I can't, I thought you were joking. 
I got to be honest. I really thought he was joking when he said it. He's like, first, the Justin Fields dancing thing. And I thought he was going to be taking, like mocking people's ever saying that. Mike Dicker would have. Yes. Yes, he would have. But guess what? We're not playing in that era of football, or nor is that type of coach. Does that type of coach exist? I don't know. I don't like it. Like I said, you weren't. I didn't hear anybody, not one person calling in and being like, oh, Tyson Bajan got the first down and did the, how dare he bear suck? Like nobody said that. So I'm not here for the Justin Fields dancing conversation at all. Not here for it. If anything, I'm actually in favor of it. This man needs some confidence. This man needs to, to feel like he is the top tier quarterback. I don't think he's the top 10 quarterback. But I sure as hell want him feeling like that. And if he needs to dance a little bit, then so be it. Bro, you wonder why people call like older people like that boomers and talk about some get off my lawn. That's why, like, because like such a Debbie Downer approach. So what? And I'm here for the arguments if anybody has the opposing view. It's Gabriel Ramirez, 670 the score. Taking your phone calls here till five o'clock. I can hear it right now. He hasn't won anything. Like, what the? So what? If I do a nasty play in the NFL, guess what? I'm dancing. If Ronaldo scores a goal and he's down 2-1, he's still doing his little woo dance or whatever it is. You get hyped up. I can't. Tom from Algonquin. Talk to me, man. What, what, was, what was one of your big takeaways from this game? Hi, Gabe. I thought I was going to be dropped. Never. Never, Tom. I love talking to you. Never. Never. Um, I I got so distracted by so many callers that I agreed with, you know, 40% of their view and not, and I wanted to expound on that and why, but I never got an opportunity. But now I'm going to give you my best, I guess, and that is – Justin Fields, he's my man, okay? And uh, that game, I heard uh, different takes from various people that I should wait a day to digest it, but uh, it was not a a blowout. Like, oh, the Bears had everything under control. They never did. They never did. And if, if you know who the Bears are, that... I should say that. Um, it's great they got the picks. It's great they got the turnovers. But uh, that's only part of defense. You know, stuffing people is the biggest part. And uh, apparently it didn't work. They outscored us. We lost the game. And the bottom line is you lose or you win. And the bottom line is Justin Fields uh, – it, it wasn't his fault. Oh, what I really loved, Gabe, I want to tell you this. I saw Justin bitching at people, not just on field, but on the sidelines. And he's a kid. And if he can start doing that with his talent, this is what will take your team a little further forward. And uh, anybody else is thinking uh, – uh, you know, okay, who took care of uh, uh, not Tevin Jenkins, but when they had to move people, 
he got he got blindsided on that last Lucas uh, Patrick fumble. Oh, Lucas, oh, he's talking about you talking about uh, Darnell Wright. He was the right tackle on that one. He got blindsided, and and fans are going to be calling in. Oh, the guy can't handle the ball. Blindsided, didn't see it at all, and the guy didn't even tackle him. He punched it out, and, and there's a game. But who designed that play? Who designed that play? We know. And and I don't want to go overboard on passing blame. I just want the Bears to win. I I just want them to win. I just I just think that Justin Fields is great. I think Darnell Mooney's great. I think DJ Moore is great. I think uh, and and then I got to go to defense. I mean, some uh, I'm glad we got Sweat in the lineup. Um, Eddie Jackson now again. I'm sorry. He made two tackles, couple down close to the guideline, but he was also he's collecting a paycheck. I'm done with it. I'm done with Eddie Jackson. Yeah, I think a lot of people are are done with the uh, with Eddie Jackson and, and the likes. I think you know, Father Time's just catching up with a couple of people. You know, you've had him for a long time on this team. Um, I was trying to pick up what you were putting down there, Tom, but uh, it was a little tough. It was a little tough to kind of. <laughs> you, know you feel me on this one? Tyler Ferengal producing today. Uh, it's a lot, though, because you know what? Tom from Algonquin was literally just, all he was was my brain. That's my That was my brain while watching these games, you know? It's like, oh, I'm over here, I'm over here, I'm over here, and let's not forget about this. Ah, bears. Arr. That's all I heard. <laughs> what, what is your take on Eddie Jackson, though? Are you done with him? <laughs> I like Eddie Jackson, and I think that if you were to tell me that Eddie Jackson would be your your worst defensive back, huh? I don't hate that, right? It's like, like I don't have – I'm not depending on Eddie Jackson to be an all-pro safety, right? If anything, a mentor for the younger guys. Mentor or just, you know – Again, if you're telling me he's the worst person on my in my secondary, I'm not. I don't hate that, right? If I have Jaquan Brisker, Jalen Johnson, Tyreek Stevenson, and Kyler Gordon, and then I and then it's like, oh, and Eddie Jackson, like that's not a bad oh and, right? We've seen how bad the secondary could be for the Chicago Bears. So to say Eddie Jackson, it's not like yeah, whatever, it's all good. Like, is he the best guy for that position? No, but that's why you have a draft. That's why you take somebody in the fourth, fifth round, sixth round, some safety that you feel like can replace him, right? But in the present, yeah, I like the Bears secondary. I have no problem with it. Eddie Jackson, I love his story. You know what I mean? I love, I wish he was healthier. He's back in the game, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what he could do for the next couple of weeks. But, yeah, that remains to be seen. Let's go back to the oh, guy, your question. Yeah, no, I was just saying, how surprised were you speaking of the secondary? Because I think we all know it's the strength of that defense. How surprised were you when they showed that the Bears defense ranked second against the run and 26th against the pass? Yeah, I think that's a skewed statistic. I think you'd have to take into consideration that the secondary wasn't healthy for the first six, seven games, right? So remember, we did have third and fourth stringers playing at some point. So you know, you get ate up in a couple of those games. Those, those stats are skewed, and you just got to go, you know, read the entire book instead of, like, just looking at that. Bears' defensive line has been playing exceptionally well, and what happens when you can't run? You just you have to pass. So 
of course that they're going to get the brunt of it in, in, in that in that uh, case as well. So it's just weird though that they can stop the run, but they can't generate a lot of quarterback pressures and get a lot of sacks. Yeah, you got big bodies in the middle. That's what Andrew Billings is for, not to get after the quarterback to be a cog in that in that space. And that's exactly what he's done. Justin Jones, Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens. That's why you drafted those guys. That's why you put them into the rotation so that that way you can't clog up those holes and be a run stopper because that was an area that the Bears were struggling in last year. It's Gabriel Ramirez. 670 to score. It's a Plumbers 911 Football Monday. Dustin Rhodes is going to be taking over at 5 a.m. for you, leading you right into Mully and Hall. And if you want to hear from DJ Moore, if you want to hear from Olin Krutz, both will be on with Mully and Hall earlier today at 8 o'clock and 7 o'clock, respectively. That's DJ Moore at 8, Olin Krutz at 7. And then, of course, uh, Jalen Johnson, who we were just talking about a second ago, He's going to be on with Parkinson Spiegel at 5 p.m. So if you're waking up later in the afternoon, set your alarms because you're most certainly going to want to hear from Jalen and what he has to say after dropping those two interceptions. It's going to be interesting. Uh, let's go to, back out to the phone lines, though. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Jim out in Schaumburg. Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, I've got a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you guys know a lot more about football than I do. But I'm, que- I'm questioning why is it that the Bears are playing good in the first half? The plays are working. They're one, running the rollouts. They're doing this, and everything is working out. Justin Fields is hitting his passes. Then towards the end of the game, they yeah. change what they're doing yeah. constantly. All right? The things that weren't working, that doesn't work, they put in there. They're trying to force somebody to do something that they, I wouldn't say they can't do, that they're not comfortable with, and they end up blowing the game. All right? And, and the thing is, are they, trying, are they trying to maybe ruin fields? Are they trying to lose games so they get a better draft choice? I don't know what it is because it doesn't make any sense to me. If you and I, if I can see it, and I'm not a coach, they should be able to see this. Yeah, you're right. I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, because it does get to that point where <clears throat> you feel as though the coach should know more or be able to execute at a higher level than you can as a fan that's simply watching the game. And I think, Jim, a lot of people feel like that. And they felt like that during the Matt Nagy regime where, you know, they'd be calling timeouts at random moments. They'd be going five wide with, you know, a terrible offensive line where you're like, that just doesn't seem right. And so, again, that's why he, he was let go because – you know, you just couldn't see what was right in front of him. And I think this this Bears team is, is is something similar. And I actually asked that question, Jim, to Corey. And again, I, he and I doing the Bears postgame, Fox 32, a part of the postgame show. And <clears throat> I asked him, I said, Corey, like, what is going on? Bears seem to, to do well and, and come out and execute in the beginning. And then they can't seem to adjust, you know, after that. And, what we do know is this, right? Those first couple of plays, they're already programmed in. They have practiced those plays to start the game. So they're very familiar with those. And that's why they execute them at a high level, right? It's not like he just called them out of the blue. Like, they already knew, like, these are our plays for the beginning of the game, for that first drive, whatever that might look like. And then it's the inability to coach on the fly. Right? I mean, that's really what it is. It's it's the inability, because it, it seems like the Bears have, what it seems like when you're watching, is that they have like only eight plays. 
And they're like, all right, here we go. RPO up the middle. We can name them. Let's let's try let's try let's try to name these eight plays, right? RPO up the middle with Justin Fields to the left or to the right, whichever one you want to call it. That's one quarterback sweep to the right or left. Quarterback sweep. There's your two two for Justin Fields. You got yourself a play action in there, right? Which is which which is which is seems like it's only called on super predictable moments. Like, oh, you you didn't you ran and it didn't work. Oh, what are you gonna do now? Oh, your eye formation on second and nine. Mm, I wonder what you're gonna do here. Well, and, and like a previous caller, it's also a bonus. It has to be on the short end of the field from whatever hash yeah, mark they're on. Has to be short. So those are your three. Let's see a, a Justin Fields shotgun just pass right, just like a nice little. A quick one and a long one, so there's five. <laughs> so we're at five plays right now, and I'm struggling to come up with the rest of them. The old reliable halfback dive up the middle. N- yeah, yeah, yeah. The, no, 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 not the halfback dive. The little, the little toss off tackle. Oh, okay. The Deontay yeah. Foreman special. You know what I'm saying? That one where they give him the ball. There. That one. Okay, that's six. But again, we're struggling because these are the plays we see time and time again. Like there's no deviation from that. From at least what it seems like. How about a halfback counter? Okay, they did throw that one in, and I was—I actually remember that play specifically because I looked at Corey and I was like, "Okay, now, even though it only went for one yard, that one play, I was like, hey, but you know what? At least they're—they're they're being deceptive in their run and not being predictable, and giving you a different look." So to me, that was—but again, it's about like the what we what we're going back to, and the point is, why aren't the Bears necessarily working at 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 a at a high level of efficiency the way that they are on the first drive of the game? And it's because. Again, you, it's hard. I'll, I'll put it in musical terms. Why are people's first albums so good? Why? Well, the answer is because they spend their whole life making it, right? You, you, you work your whole life, and then you, you, you work up to this one album, and you finally put it out, and it's, just, it's a hit. And why do they call it a sophomore slump? Well, because now you're, you're expected to duplicate that, but now it's not a whole, your whole lifetime. Now it's just six months or seven months that you got you to do that. You have to do it immediately, right? You don't get the luxury of, of having time. And that's what Luke Gutsy is dealing with. When he has time to game plan, create, executing well. Having to have that sophomore moment in a game where you have to duplicate that success just doesn't come as easily. And then I'm thinking for the last play, a stick route. Either for Comet or for like <laughs> Mooney or, or yeah. Tyler Scott, right? Just like a, or DJ Moore for that matter. Oh, it's rough. We're only at seven. Couldn't even get to eight. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. It's Gabe Ramirez here on six seventy. The score live and local on your overnights. Here's so that that way we can chat about the Bears. Bears lose to the Detroit Lions thirty one twenty six. Let's go back out to the phones. Uh, Bill out in Kankakee. Now, not a lot of people have been discussing Ryan Poles. Uh, what's your what's your take on the the man that's ahead ahead of this uh, this monster here? Well, I, I I think the guy's really a figurehead. I don't believe he's really the general manager. I, the, you see the same qualities in the coaching that the Bears get every time they get a new coach. It's the same qualities. And I heard that Brian, Ryan Poles he was given a list of guys to choose from. So you see, McCaskies they, they they really are hiring the same guy over and over to me. Flusta, it comes across to me just like Dick Jerron. That, you know, mm. scary, little yeah. scary, weak, little scary little weak guy that really shouldn't That's be a, a great comp. 
Bill. That's a great comp. Dick Duran and, and Eberflus. That's a that's like spot on right there. That's pretty good. Yeah, and you, and um, you know, you were twelve. They got they up by twelve points with four minutes left, and that's coaching. You can't come up with nothing. No stop. This guy's a defensive, supposed to be a defensive head coach, and they couldn't stop nothing. They don't even try. You got locked down corners, and they don't play man to man. You know, it, it, this guy needs to be fired and take Luke Getze with him because he's sabotaging Justin Fields. You know. Um, they, they finally let him uh, uh, call him some plays, letting him ro- roll out. But they constantly try to turn him into Tom Brady and have him sitting in the pocket way too much. And and and, and uh, you guys are right. They, they can start off. They, you know, I, I know when you play football, you're supposed to keep running a play till they show they can stop mm-hmm. it. But with the Bears, the Bears just go on and change up. You can just see it. They just start all of a sudden now. Uh, Justin Fields is sitting in the pocket. He's not rolling out. All of a sudden, they, they're only throwing the ball on third down. What about those last plays that, that they ran at the end of the game there? You know, just right up the middle, hand off three times. And yeah, I just knew they were going to lose. They play, the, they, play, they play scared. And they play not to lose. They don't play to win. So that's all I got to say. I'm going to land my plane. Yeah, appreciate it, Bill. Thanks for the call. And I think that, you know, you make some you make some good ones. I mean, starting with the Dick Duran comp, I think that that's really good. And I think that uh, that was a good one. I think when you're talking about Ryan Poles and the decision-making, I mean, they did give him a list. It was only three people long, but they had vetted a bunch of people, right? Like they did, It's not like they just, like, came up with these three names and were like, all right, this is who I think you should choose. Like, they did their due diligence, right? Clearly wasn't the best. But, again, I think for the position that the Bears were in, I think Eberflus was the right hire, right? Like, Vinny Del Damn, dollar in the bucket, talking about the Bulls. Vinny Del Negro, right? When he was brought in as a coach, uh, uh, Jim Boylan, like, people that are just there to, like, hold it down until you get better. And I think that that's what Eberflus was, right? Hey, bro, here's an opportunity. And now he's Bill Polian's guy, right, coming from the Indianapolis Colts and stuff like that. But uh, it's tough. It's tough. And the Bears are in a tough situation. And what a tough loss. Tough way to lose. Um, but but you got to learn from it. And I'm sure Eberflus will as he's the defensive coordinator of his next team. <laughs> Damn, that's, that's not, I shouldn't say that. That sounds bad. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. But we are going to take more phone calls. All right? 312-644-6767. If you're on hold, we're going to get to you. Got a couple more lines open. And I'm curious. A lot to talk about. A lot of, a lot of fingers to be pointed, pointed uh, in terms of responsibility for this loss. And what's interesting is that what's different from this week than any other is that not a lot of people are blaming it on Justin Fields. 312-644-6767. Your phone calls next right here on the Plumbers 911 Football Monday on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 